Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to the EFT Healing Center Online Radio Network. Tap into your fullest potential. I'm your co-host, Scott Patton. Joining us, as usual, is our very own advanced EFT practitioner, Annabelle Fisher. Hey, Annabelle, how are you doing today? Hi, Scott. I'm great. Thank you. I've, uh, I had a great weekend. I was teaching uh, a level one two-day workshop. Uh, uh, under the AMET, the Association of the Advancement of Meridian Energy Techniques. And uh, so I'm a little tired, but I'm feeling exhilarated and uh, on a, a bit of a high after that. Wow, that's awesome. That's, uh, that's great. So you do level one trainings. Do you do the level two as well? Yes, uh, the level one that we did this weekend is uh, uh, what I call the essentials of EFT and beyond. Uh, most people you, who teach EFT you, use EFT, uh, sorry, they, they take a day to teach EFT at level one, and I've just extended it to make it two days. So it's the essentials of EFT and beyond, because it's an, another day. And then, uh, then it's level two, which is often known as practitioner level, and I call it the heart of EFT. Um, and that's where we get really uh, thorough and deep with EFT and, and work on uh, specific things like uh, the, a structured technique of how to, what to say as we're tapping and how to take note of the intensity rating and change the wording that we use as the intensity starts to drop. And we, we work on trauma and addictions, um, and a, a lot of uh, work is covered on how to really get to the core issues. Like you and I have done a couple of podcasts around that, like what to say, what questions to ask, and how to use that information before uh, we start tapping. And also, of course, how to test results, too, because there's lots of different ways in how to test EFT. Lots of people use the gauge of 0 to 10, and there are many other ways. Um, and, one, and one of the things that we go into a lot of detail with is um, what to do when EFT doesn't seem to be working, because that can really uh, turn a lot of people off, because if EFT doesn't seem to be working for them, then they can easily say, oh, I'm not using this anymore. Right, just sort of give up and go on to the next thing. That's right, yes, and I understand that, because if something isn't working for me, uh, there's not much of an appeal to carry on using it. No, that's right. And is there more training after level one and level two? Yes. Uh, so the level two, as I say, is practitioner. And then there's actually a level three, uh, which is an advanced stage. Um, and that's where I teach some very, uh, well, they're fantastic, thorough uh, techniques. Uh, some, some of them are considered even more gentle, although EFT is very gentle in itself. Uh, really great ways to address uh, numerous traumatic memories in a very gentle way. Um, and how to, as well, Scott, work on uh, topics that aren't perhaps tangible. So things like... Um, weight loss or chronic illness, things like procrastination or clutter, where they're so complex and multi-layered. And there's a wonderful technique that I teach uh, that addresses that and really works on the blocks to um, breaking through things like illness and procrastination and uh, moving forward towards what we want. Uh, so yeah, I teach a lot of uh, very thorough detailed techniques in that and and of course how to use intuition how to build rapport with the people that we're working with um yeah some some wonderful nlp techniques as well it's a great great workshop that level three i love it wow. so you teach all three levels yourself yes 
Well, that's really that's great and, and somewhat unusual, I think. Yeah, well, I um, I'm actually um, a recognised trainer with the AMET, the Association for the Advancement of Meridian Energy Techniques. Uh, so I am qualified to teach workshops, and then when people train with me, they are certified with the AMET. That's awesome. So you said something earlier that I thought was really interesting, and in that. Uh, you know, what to do if it doesn't seem like EFT is working. And it seems to me that um, like any modality, like any area of knowledge, the, the more you know, the more you get into it, the, the more you can uh, solve different types of problems. And uh, of course, people that are just starting out uh, run into frustrations. And like uh, one of the things I do is teach people about how to market their business online through a lot of different ways and of course what I run into is a lot of frustration because people s hear about you know doing this doing that doing this doing that and and they may not get the results that they see other people getting uh, you know because it looks like the other person had the result immediately right and not realizing that there's a lot of work that can, can go in in terms of setting a foundation and so I was thinking when it comes to EFT that there's probably a lot of things that someone who's an advanced practitioner like yourself would just maybe almost automatically normally do that someone who maybe is just starting off tapped maybe four or five times in their life wouldn't be aware of wouldn't be thinking of and would if they knew about these things would probably be getting better results that's right yes I mean it's very easy with EFT um, to grab onto it because it's it's recognized as a simple technique to learn which indeed it is once we feel confident in where to tap and how to tap we, we may consider that we're sort of on the home run uh, so people um, people learn that they have to state what the problem is and uh, then start tapping um, and that's okay if it's um, if it's something relatively what we would call a, a, of a simple issue. So the, there is just one aspect to it. Um, however, if something is multi-layered, like chronic illness, for example, what I specialize in, uh, it gets a little more complicated. So, for example, stating that uh, even though I have this illness, I accept myself, is probably not going to get very good results. Because whilst it's true, and, and they are acknowledging what's going on, they have, for example, fibromyalgia or MS or whatever it is, um, there are so many layers to this so many reasons why the person is sick and each of those reasons needs to be addressed uh, so often when somebody uh, starts working with me uh, if they've used EFT in the past they might say um, oh I've been tapping but I haven't had any results like they are saying things like even though I have migraines I deeply and completely accept myself or even though I have Crohn's disease I deeply and completely accept myself but I say to them but we need to go back to the beginning which is something I'm always saying to you and work out when they started what might the trigger have been what it's like to have have this illness or migraines for example or what it's like to be depressed um, and then uh, work on all those things these are multifaceted uh, conditions so what I find is one of the biggest impediments to EFT one of the biggest reasons why it's not working is because people are way too general uh, when they do the setup and they're talking about what the problem is they so, need so even though I'm very 
unhappy right now. I totally accept myself. And then you think that's going to cure your depression or, or grief or something like that, right? That's right. It's too global. And, of course, I understand that it is acknowledging what the problem is. The person is indeed unhappy. But they need to get clear on why. I always ask my students in the workshops, uh, how am I feeling um, and why? What, what, what's caused this? So uh, the unhappiness is caused because maybe there are 10 reasons why. So then we need to address each of those with EFT. So being specific is hugely important. Right. And sometimes uh, the hardest thing we have to do is, or the, to me, I find one thing that's very difficult is understanding, well, you know, first of all, what am I feeling, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then secondly, you know, why am I feeling that way? Uh, or where did this feeling come from? They're not always, uh, they may be totally obvious to everybody around me, but they're not totally obvious to me. That's right, because it could be that something that we've read or heard uh, or seen has just triggered us, and so we're not really aware of what that is in the moment. Um, and so uh, you're absolutely right, Scott. We may not be fully aware of why we're feeling that way. So there is a place for being more general with EFT and, and using the technique called creeping up on the problem. So, for example, lots of people come to me, and, and it was said indeed in the workshop this weekend, uh, I, I'm just so overwhelmed, I don't know where to start. How can I be specific? Um, and that's absolutely fine. So start with that, even though I'm really overwhelmed and there's just so much to work on, I deeply and completely accept myself. So tap on that for a few rounds, bring down the anxiety that's being created about the overwhelm, and then when that sense of ease uh, sets in, it's easier to work out, okay, why am I feeling overwhelmed right now? Uh, and then we can start making a list of the specifics of why it is that I feel the way I do. And of course, if we don't know, then say that too, even though I have no idea why I feel this way. Just honor that I'm f feeling something, uh, but I don't know why that is. Hmm. So for me, being specific is the key to getting uh, the results that we want and expect with EFT. And for those people listening, I can pretty much guarantee if you're not getting the results you want, just go back to the notepad, grab a pen, and get clear. So Gary Craig, the creator of EFT, talked about the tabletop. So for example, the top of the table is overwhelm. But what do the legs represent? The legs are all reasons why I'm overwhelmed. So sit down and write a list of why are all the what are the what are the table legs? So why am I overwhelmed? And then rate the intensity of each of those things. So I'm overwhelmed because I've got too much work to do. Um, I'm overwhelmed because I haven't got the time to do something in my personal life. I'm overwhelmed because I haven't uh, phoned uh, phoned Family. people. Yeah, for my family, that's another pressure and overwhelming. There's all sorts of different reasons why I might be overwhelmed. So write all those down, rate the intensity of each of those, and tap, start tapping on the one that's the highest intensity. And, of course, another way to ensure that EFT works 
works is to really be emphatic when we tap too. So if, if, we, if we're talk, tapping and speaking in a fairly monotone voice without really kind of connecting to the words or using much uh, emotion, uh, then uh, th there may be nothing really for the conscious or the subconscious mind to kind of connect into. So be clear. Uh, sorry, be specific and also be emphatic as well, right? really get into it. Some of my clients swear when we work together, so th that's great. Just use some emotion uh, or uh, if, if, you, if somebody feels anger, then really express that. Or if somebody feels real sadness, then really express that. Go into the details of what that's like. Yeah, that's a great way to do it because too often we're really, we know what we don't want a lot more than sometimes we know what we do want and I think sometimes I don't want to be anxious I don't want to be overwhelmed uh, but then it's like you were saying what's underneath all of that that is uh, holding up that level of tension that we're feeling yes that's and, right and so we're getting into dealing with the obvious result but we're not dealing with the, the not so obvious cause Yes. Uh, so uh, the, the symptom that's showing up is overwhelm or sadness or frustration. But what, what is the underlying cause of that? That, of course, is what we need to, to start addressing. Um, and another, uh, another reason why EFT may not be working is um, uh, what, this was quite a, um, an important uh, point that one of the students at the weekend mentioned was the client may be staying in their story. Uh, and, and what uh, she meant by that was um, that sometimes when we've experienced something for a long time, it becomes our identity. And it's really hard to break away from that. So we go back again to psychological reversal and self-sabotage. And sometimes um, a person's identity is their story. So that can revolve around illness or hardship of some kind or lack or financial difficulties. And uh, a person can talk about that very easily. Um, it it come, becomes very natural. It's who they are. It, as I say, it's their identity. So sometimes they, uh, so somebody can subconsciously need to stay there and keep talking about that story uh, rather than actually wanting the results. So they're resisting the change in the first place. So I think um, if somebody's working with somebody else, and they notice the need for the person to keep going into the story and talking about all the events and what that was like and what he said and how awful it all was, uh, then uh, just to, to bring the person's awareness to that and not focus on all of that, but focus on where they pref would prefer to be. So, well, I would prefer to feel at peace around this, or I, I would prefer to have a positive relationship with this person, or I'd prefer to enjoy my job, or whatever it is. So really acknowledging where the person is at with whom we're working, or indeed if we're using EFT on ourselves, uh, where am I at? Am I wanting to stay in this story? Is there a part of, of a bigger part of me that serves me well to stay here, stuck in this story, um, that's actually resisting the change uh, to move on? That's a great point. And yes. Sometimes we just identify and we we think we are our story, right? Exactly. Yes, the story is our, is us. 
so that, that's something else to have an awareness of. Um, and also uh, some practical things like um, just as anything, like uh, working on the computer or writing or uh, if we're sitting in a place for a little while, it's, it's good to get up and break state and move around a bit. Uh, so if somebody feels uh, that they're not making progress with tapping, I suggest just stop for a while. Make a note of where you're at with the, with the intensity rating and what it feels like, and then just break. H have a break. Go outside, chat to somebody, do something that gives you pleasure and uh, puts you into a different state. Um, and in other words, may relax you in a different way, and then return to the tapping afterwards. Also, of course, uh, water is hugely important when we're doing energy work. It's, it's vital that we stay hydrated. So drink lots of water as you tap um, and after tapping, too, to ensure that the toxins are flushed out and that the energy is flowing fine. Yeah, we can never drink enough water, can we? No, exactly. And it's amazing how dehydrated we can be doing energy work. So, I mean, that, that is a, a huge reason why uh, EFT uh, may, may not work. Um, another another um, common impediment that Gary Craig talked a lot about when he created EFT, although it's not mentioned quite so much now, is energy toxins. So what's going on in our environment that could be affecting our energy system? Uh, so I mean, I'm, I'm talking about computers and various things that are plugged in, but also maybe carpeting in the room um, or the clothes that we're wearing, have they just been laundered? Laundry detergent is um, something that many people have uh, a reaction to. Mm -hmm. what, are the foods that, uh, what are the foods that somebody's just eaten? Could it be that there's an intolerance there to a certain food? Um, so somebody's just eaten and then they're tapping. Um, and so that, that's blocking some, some uh, energy flow there. Uh, so just be mindful of any toxins. And of course, Scott, that can also include people. Because um, as many of my students said this weekend, uh, that people can actually be uh, toxic for us too. Uh, so what, what, in what energy is somebody sitting trying to use EFT? Uh, are they in the next room to somebody uh, with whom they're having some challenges right now? Uh, so maybe the energy isn't a comfortable and easy one. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, uh, yeah, that really happens a lot. And I think many of us are way more um, sensitive than we might want to admit when it comes to the energy that's around us. Yes, indeed. So uh, the, the, the energy can affect us in a, a certain way and get us slightly off balance. Um, and uh, so that is going to affect any progress, that's for sure. And then there are all sorts of um, kind of exercises that we can do, energy um, energy exercises or, or even brain gym exercises. Some of the listeners may be familiar with that. Um, there are things like Cook's Hookup where we're uh, uh, crossing our legs and uh, breathing and uh, also uh, various ones where we cross our hands in front of us and rotate our eyes around as well. Um, and the, these are great ways to shift energy, um, like the thymus thump, which is just uh, making a fist and tapping on what I call the Tarzan point. The th uh, so uh, thumping our chest there really helps shift energy as well. 
I just had a, a mental image of you uh, d being Tarzan. <laughs> yes, I, when I in my workshops, oh. I always say the 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 yell out is voluntary. You can do that if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So we've covered a number of different things that people need to be aware of if they feel like they're tapping and they're not getting the results that they they think that they should be getting. Yes. And. Uh, and I think, you know, some of the key ones to me were, uh, I love the idea of the tabletop. You know, I'm feeling anxious, I'm feeling frustrated, I'm feeling sad, I'm whatever I'm feeling, and I'm not happy about it. Uh, if I'm just dealing with the top of the table, uh, that's not going to, it's underpinned by other things that are holding it up, and we're not dealing with those, so then it makes it really difficult for it to go away. Yes, I mean we've we've got we've got to address that before we can get on to the bigger scale of things. I mean that that the tabletop is the overall situation, but but we must address what underlies it. Yeah, and then uh, the idea of creeping up on the problem. I thought that was a, a great uh, a great analogy as well. Is you know we're maybe we're ha trying to handle the overwhelm and the anxiety, but. Uh, that is getting in the way, or, or actually we're trying to handle a problem, but the overwhelm and anxiety we have about the problem are getting in the ways of dealing with the problem. So it's kind of like you got to deal with what's going on right now kind of first and then get into the problem and then you got to get into the depth of the problem. And if we're just doing it in a general sort of way, not being specific, that uh, that causes even more problems. Yes, I mean, I, I can't um, say it enough, Scott, how important it is to to be specific. Um, and it came up again uh, over the weekend in the Level 1 workshop because we talked about the tabletop and, and the importance of identifying what the table legs are. And yet people were still coming up with very general uh, topics to address. Uh, like uh, I have fibromyalgia or um, I'm afraid of success. Um, and what was another one somebody said? Oh, I, I, I'm fearful for the future of a family member. Um, and all this, of course, is very valid because it's what they were experiencing. Um, however, uh, it, it's also very global with many different aspects to that situation. I mean, fear of success, fear of failure, um, uh, that, I mean, they, 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 this is a huge topic. Uh, so we need to identify why the person is feeling that fear of success. And many, many people experience one or the other of these. Um, I can't finish the book because I'm afraid of success or afraid of failure. I can't be a speaker because I'm afraid of failure. Uh, I can't uh, get a job promotion because I'm afraid of success and all the rest of it. So we have to find out why. Why, why do I have that, uh, that sense, that belief inside of me? Well, most usually it has been triggered by an event. So the question of when did you start to feel that way or what does that remind you of? can often take the person back to an event. Now, I mean, it might be childhood, it might be teens, maybe early 20s, anything. But we, it's m crucial that we find uh, an event that was most likely the trigger for this. 
Um, so often it, it can be, I mean, a, a number of times people during the weekend were citing school days where they were laughed at by their peers or they were uh, humiliated by a teacher. And I hear that a lot with, um, with the clients that I work with. Often something happened at school that has made their, uh, the, their self-esteem lowered or uh, their self-worth has, has gone down or they're afraid of success or failure or whatever it is. Um, so go back to uh, that time and uh, then actually tap on that particular event. So, for example, even though Mr. Smith humiliated me in front of the class when he said X, Y, and Z, I deeply and completely accept myself, that kind of thing. Um, and if there is no specific memory of that, it's just, as somebody said uh, in the workshop, I just have a general sense that my childhood was like this, although I can't think of one particular event. That's when we can creep up on the problem and say something like, even though I know I was humiliated in my childhood, I deeply and completely accept myself. Um, and then as we tap on that humiliation in my childhood, humiliation in my childhood, as we go around the points, usually what happens is the subconscious lets go and a memory will be thrown up. And then the person will say, oh, yes, now I remember. I remember it was this particular person and this is the event. So by working very generally in that area and just going with a sense of something, uh, just going with our intuition, then most usually the specific memory will come up. Wonderful. And sometimes those memories just unravel everything else that goes on. Yes, exactly. So we then tap on that specific memory and then very often another memory will come up that's associated with that. Very cool. So Annabelle, we're coming towards the end of our time together today, and it just seems to have flown right by. Uh, but if somebody wants to know more about the workshops that you do or working one-on-one -on -one with you on specific issues, kind of getting deeper into that, or maybe they've been doing some EFT and they feel a little bit stuck, uh, what should they do? Yes, they can go to my website, Scott, www.the efthealingcenter.com and uh, there's lots of information there about the three levels of workshops that I offer and how to train to become an EFT practitioner or how to, to attend uh, workshops and feel more confident in using EFT if you have no intention of being a practitioner that's okay um, I, I can address all of that in the workshops that I offer wonderful well, you've been listening to the EFT Healing Center online radio network with Annabelle Fisher. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We hope to see you with us next time.